This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. As I was giving last week's parsha, say that HaKadosh Baruch instructed Moshe to lay everything out in a perfect order, in a way that's appetizing, in a way that Klali Shell can understand and embrace. Our guest speaker today, the Rashiva of the Yeshiva of Greater Washington, which has in the past few years flourished and has grown exponentially. The whole community of Silver Spring has flourished and grown exponentially because of Rabbi Lopiansky's leadership. Rabbi Lopiansky is not only somebody who has changed the yeshiva and a community, but somebody whose opinion is sought around the world, whose session at the Agoda Convention answered questions is, is perhaps the uh, most sought after uh, recording after the convention. He's somebody who has thought through a lot of the issues that trouble all of us and uh, has developed approaches to it in a way to make Torah understandable, accepting, and appealing. Um, I have a son, some of you might know him, Yitzi, who is, uh, what's to say, Pretty critical, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> and he, uh, he cannot get enough of Rav Lopiansky, whether it's his Shiram Antani or his Shiram Anashkaf or his Shiram, and anything that's out there, he, he grabs. Uh, and he didn't grow up in America, he grew up here in, 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 uh, in the yeshiva system. And um, like he said to me last night on the phone, he said, I wish I could be there. I really hope these guys know what they're getting today. And uh, that is Hashem. With that little introduction, I'll ask Rev. Lopiansky to share a couple of uh, thoughts of, of the Torah, and then we'll turn to uh, question and answer. So, it's, it's special to be here. Um, Baruch Hashem, I've seen over the years how how much the yeshiva here does in terms of Fakhrim really becoming who they want to become and who they need to become um, to, 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 to become self-made people in a certain sense where you realize yourself and become the person who you really are. And it's, I see it as Fakhrim come through the yeshiva. I see it as they move on. We've had over the years Fakhrim from yeshiva, one of them who eventually became a married granddaughter of mine, and there's the mirror now, and uh, it's it's a, it's an amazing place of amazing transformation. So I get a chizit just being here and, and talking with everyone. So we'll speak a little bit maybe about a point about the parsha. The nas of anishma is actually in our parsha, in mishpatim, not in Yisro. We'd expect in Yisro we have nasa, in mishpatim we have nas of anishma, and we would have expected. If Nasa Vinishma is so much part of what it's about, would have expected it as the introduction to Matan Torah. And yet it's here. 
And I'd like to try to spend a few minutes understanding what Nasev and Nishma is. Most people understand it as following. If someone asks me for a favor to do something, my first reaction is, let me think about it. Do I, do I understand why you need it? Do I understand why it's good for me? Do I feel like doing it? And so on. If a person says, here, I'm ready to do it, that's great. That, that's very nice. person told me I'm ready to do it, I'm, I'm doing it. So we think to understand that that's Nasev and Nishma. But that's not. You know, Kolosh Dev Hashem Nasev is the enough. Hashem tells us to do it, then we'll do it. What's Nasev and Nishma? It says it's also, it's, it's, it's the sod, it's the ruz, it's the secret that Malach Asharis use. Well, a Malach doesn't have any real issues, no Yitzhahara, so they just do. So what does it mean that they say Nasev and Nishma? Gemara Dash is the Pasik, you know, Oisid Varein, Vehada, Lishmoya Bekolt Varein. It says that they do what he said to do, Lishmoya Bekolt Varein. That's, that's very hard to understand. Even that Pasik about Malachim is redundant. To do and to listen to him telling you to do it. Well, obviously, listening is just the first stage. Once you get past it, you do it. So, I think we need to understand a little bit more about Nasev and Nishma. When I ask somebody for a favor, could you get me a glass of water? So what I want is a glass of water. He's the person that can get it for me. He goes, he gets it for me, and, I, and, and it's nice. Some people you have to badger, some people you have to pester, some people have to beg. Some people do it, and that's great. So when I say, could I get a glass of water? I need it. Akarashpachot told us to do mitzvahs. Does he need our mitzvahs? Not really. Is it, like, what's the pshat he told us to do something? Um, he could give us advice, but w- what's the pshat he told us to do things? For what reason? So, the morale says, he, he speaks about it in, in, uh, in Gvoros Hashem on the Haggadah, that it says the chiyuv of Haggadah is b'shor shematsu moram unochem lefanecha. When you have the matzamara there. So he says a phrase, I'm paraphrasing it a bit, that from the mitzvah we understand the Indian. In other words, Akadish Baruch Hu wanted us from the time of the Marirus to understand the Marirus of Mitzrayim, from the time of the matzah to understand the Cheres. Meaning that actions carry a certain understanding to themselves. So, for instance, let's take an example. When you're teaching somebody something, when you're teaching somebody how to do a math problem, you could show the person once, twice, three times, and then you say, now you do it. You do it. Stand and do it. You're teaching somebody to play an instrument. You could teach the person, show him, and tell him. But when you start playing it, you get the feel of it. And there's a certain understanding that lies within the act that you can't get by just having mental and verbal information. The Olam HaMitzvah 
HaKadosh Baruch Hu has one purpose. He doesn't need any of our mitzvahs. HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants us to understand Emes, to understand Elikus, and everything that's done, so the Torah that he, that he teaches us, and what we learn, certainly helps us understand. But there's a part of understanding we'll never understand unless we do it. For instance, I could speak about chesed all day long, but when you, want, when you give something that you wanted for yourself to somebody else because he's in need, you understand chesed in a way that you'll never understand it from a drasha, from a musashmus, from any place. So that means maisa mitzvahs um, carry within themselves a devar Hashem that is as enlightening and as educating as anything as you could possibly get from listening and understanding. I think, so the Pshat, Nasa Venishma means we'll do what Akash told us to do, but we'll listen to what is the act telling us. What, 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 what are you getting from it? By Malachim, the Rambam says that Malachim have understanding. And, and um, the, 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 whatever, however, we'll, however we'll understand that phrase, a malach is first and foremost an act. Malach is a shliach. He does. That understanding is a result of their doing as opposed to independent sitting and learning and understanding. I think it's something for us to... Um, it's, a, it's a perspective for us all my mitzvahs. We tend to think that well, if I'll understand it, and it's reasonable, I'll do it. What's the point? So we could, we could convince ourselves, well, I've got to do it. Hashem said, that's it. But we're missing a lot if we don't understand the right perspective. Every mitzvah we do gives us an understanding that no words will do it. Many people, people who become from and they hear beautiful shiurim and lectures and stories and things, and they are um, somewhat convinced to do it. But when a person keeps his first Shabbos, when a person ties his first film, when a person is misattered with his first pair of tzitzis, there's something there in the Misa that is an understanding that no amount of shiurim or shmuzin could give. So when you do mitzvahs, two things. If you're, whatever you're ready to do, understand, sometimes we understand it once we've done it, we'll understand what it is. Someone asked me, uh, you know, explain to me how learning Gemara Be'iyun makes you a better person. I said, I can say a lot of things, but when you do it, ask anyone who's Misegeh and Torah, Ask him if he feels he's a changed person because of it. I think every person feels yes. Explaining it, we struggle for words because it's really more in the Maisa than it is, than it is something that can be articulated. So one thing is, as, as we're ready to take on doing mitzvahs and learning and things like that, there will be understanding that will follow from it. It also teaches us the value of kavana. We tend to think kavana. So when I put on 
tzitzis or tefillin, if I think beforehand the kabbana, it's a nicer maisa. True. But it's a lot more than that. If I understand what itav b'tzitzis is, if I understand what kesha tefillin is, then when I put it on, l'shmoa b'kold varo, the maisa begins to talk. If, if I have the idea of what direction it's going to take me in, I feel it so much more. If I understand that Torah changes a person, it's ma'adein a person, it, it, it refines a person, it makes a person different. Then when, after I sit down a long hot seder, a week of learning, I'm able to feel that I, there's something about me that has become less hungry, less physical, and a lot more sickly. So understanding the role of mitzvahs in <coughs> educating us and in giving us a tam is something that will enhance our world of mitzvahs and it will be incredibly reinforcing. The world of understandings we have and the world of meisim we do both feed off each other and mute each other. But as I said, part of being that Israel is the tremendous Talmud Torah, doing mitzvahs the way it's supposed to be done, we're in an environment where we do everything the way it's supposed to be done, it, it, understanding that these two mutually reinforce each other, I think will, will, will make for a tremendously enriching tkufa in, in Yeshiv Bez Hashem. On that note, for a boy seeking to grow in his Avodah Hashem, which chumras are appropriate to take on and which are better to keep away from? <laughs> so, um, let's, let's talk about this point. Anything that's in Shulchan Aruch, halacha, it's easy. It's halacha, you have to do it. Then there's a world of Avodah Hashem where we can select what it is that we're moving forward on. A hidu mitzvah, um, it's anveu, hidu mitzvah, lifnimeshur sadin, many phrases that describe that. One of the issues with choosing Drachim in Avodah Hashem is we have our own emotions, um, our own built-up issues that um, distort the focus. So one person likes things that are very public. So his natural inclination is to do chumris that are very visible. A second person is obsessed, and his chumris feed his obsession. A third person has something that is sort of a, 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 a masochistic tendency and, and he likes suffering and his chumras will feed that. So what happens is our chumras feed the worst part of ourselves. There's a vart from Isaac Sher, beautiful vart. I like to share it. Rabbi Isaac Sher was the son-in-law of the Alta Slavatka and Rashiva Slavatka Shiva here and he was a go'on in understanding people and people's nature. And he, show, he said a stira. In one place it says Avshalom was a Nazir, um, because of his long hair, so he was a Nazir. In another place it says that he was a Bensora Mora. To be a Bensora Mora, you have to drink wine. So which one is it? Is Bensora Mora or is it Nazir? So I'll quote it in Yiddish, because in Yiddish the phrase rings really well, and I'll translate it. He says... Which literally means he used to gobble down tanesim, tainus. Meaning, yes, he 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 private sitkis, he was a nazir, he refrained from wine. 
but he fed his ego and everything bad about him with that chumrah. That was the way, that's what he meant to describe. So a lot of times it's um, a, a person does the things that are counterproductive. There was somebody in my year in the Mir Yeshiva, learned to be together, he passed away like two or three years ago, a, a, a very fine bacha, very, very fine bacha, very special bacha. His one shortcoming was he was indecisive and slow as molasses. Speaking a conversation with him, you needed to put aside a half hour. Of, oh, how are things? Okay, great. He spoke slowly, and everything was this way, that way, the other way. That was his personality. Fine. Very fine about Really earnest about Not very, very special about Reb Chaim Shalabah spoke, said a shmooze. It was one of his more famous shmoozen about the dangers of impulsivity. And he finished it with a paraphrasing, a phrase in the Hishainis, Nefesh mi behola. The Pashup Shat means that Kashbrok should save us from death. The word behola means, but the word behola specifically means impulsivity. So he would say, Nefesh mi So this Bacha went over to a friend of mine. And he said, Gedalia. I, I'm not going to repeat it because it'll take us till the end of the Basic Gedalia, the shmuzes them over him. And he realized how much he suffers from impulsivity. And he's become himself to slow down and to do things much slower, much more deliberation and thought than he had before. Um, so he did get married very late. <laughs> he, he, I, I don't know if you kept that cabal. Having a mentor and a Rebbe is extremely important to help you navigate. On the one hand, people do develop Avodah Hashem in what they're unique in. So somebody who's a big balseichel and, 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 a, and a, a sickly person, his learning will be strong in other people. A person's big regish will put it in filler and, and a person's a door. It's right in general that we use our kochos. But whenever we stray, whenever we're going a step, two steps ahead of halacha, we need to ask ourselves, where's it coming from? And a Rebbe, mentor, or minimally a, a wise haver, is something to tell us, should I be doing it or not? It's important, because sometimes we, we just, it feeds our own shortcomings. Our, our shortcomings feed our shortcomings, and that's why it's, it's, it's vital to have somebody who's, who's a chacham to help you. Why did the Rosh Shiva take his yeshiva to the rally in Washington, D.C.? What are his thoughts on other Rosh Yeshiva not participating? So like everything else, it was an issue. Um, let's explain the issue in a global way. And, and on the one hand, we're coming together to tell, um, to, to make a statement to the government that so many people care about what happened, and it's a form of lobbying. Uh, politicians are extremely sensitive to numbers. And it's certainly an act that's very helpful in this situation, especially since there's so much in the street um, against it. And that's why, um, and that's why um, we chose to go. Without why we felt it was the right thing to do is to go and so on. There was a ca- there's a second side to it. And one always needs to understand both sides. My Rebbe Chai Shabbos used to say, Musa is the only absolute truth. Because Musa teaches you to doubt yourself, are you really a, 
doing what's right. So he had a way of His phrase was basically that question yourself is the only absolute truth. That's one way. There's a second aspect to it. Many of the organizations, Yiddishkeit, Torah Yiddishkeit, has been able to flourish only because they kept a strong distance away from the powerful secular organizations. Um, I grew up, I was born in the 50s, early 50s, and I grew up at a time when Yiddishkeit was disappearing in America. Um, if anybody, if, if you would have asked anybody smart in 1950, what's the future of Torah Judaism? Um, his answer would have been, hopefully they'll build a very nice museum to commemorate it, so that people remember what it was. Orthodox schools were becoming conservative, and people were beginning to assimilate slowly but surely. There was nothing doing anywhere. We look around today, and it's very hard to believe what has happened, Baruch Hashem. A lot to do, but, but the idea that people... In my days, the high school I went to, the question wasn't um, how many kids would become more from, the question was how many kids would become less from. That was the trend. There was no gap here. So, so imagine yourself now sitting in a second college someplace with no background, nothing what you're getting. It was disastrous. And what arguably, and I believe firmly, what's, what changed things was that an incredible ruach of standing your ground, not being part, not getting swept away to Main Street, and the being independent, whether it's in Eretz Yisrael, the full, you know, whether people were virtually anti-Zionist, whether people were apathetic, this, but the sharp sense of we're different, and this is what Emmis. So there was a need to not um, to, to take two steps away from other organizations. Rav Salvechik set the the line for RCA, where on secular issues like Hess and stuff like that, participate. Any religious issues, no participation. It was a very tough battleground. It, it was very tempting to have a board, a United Board Rabbi, and people yelled from people are being, are, are being balimachlokes and divisive, and we're all together, and we all want the good. It, it was a very unpopular stand, always. And yet, it was... It, it, being who you are and not saying we're just another flavor of Judaism together with this group and this group and this group was a, a, a certain, and it became, I, I guess, sort of, uh, 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 the, the sheet that became, we, we, we define ourselves by ourselves. We're not one of other organizations. So people had that issue. So it's called by organizations that are not from so are we just another one? Is that a statement that we're making? Two, if things happen at the rally that are logically not okay, is being there a statement of approval? It's, it's a halachic shayla of Hanufa. Basically, we're saying, we're, we're sponsoring well, we're telling you right to come, and there will be things there that are not the Seder. Um, do a, a, a person addresses says Dibek Fira, and we sort of are part of that. And we recognize it as one of many 
the possible opinions. It's fine. I respect your orthodox. I respect your reform. I don't. I respect people as people. And I, I don't have to think the person means bad, but what you're saying is utterly shaker, and I, I want to have nothing to do with it. I can't respect you. I can respect another Maimon, no matter but, but I, So these were issues that people grappled with. We made our decision. That was a decision by us. But at least understanding, to think that other people were insensitive to the, to the pain of Eden, that they couldn't care less, it was a shikul. That those were the things that went into the thing process. Every rabbi and community had to make their own decision. We made a decision, and, and again, it was with some trepidation. I didn't, we didn't know what the program was till that morning, and I was weary. I, I you know, I, to, for me to stand and have a reform rabbi addressing us as the leader of the Jewish community, I, I had extremely difficult feelings. I wasn't sure. I, I, I would, I'd been told it wouldn't happen, and I relied on the people who were in the know. But it was difficult. So there are bigger issues. And you know, the, the feeling was that more people, less people, wouldn't make as much difference as this state. So we made our decision, and Baruch Hashem, I'm very happy with that decision. But I understand where other people are coming from. So that's, if, if, I could, if I could try to understand the two sides, I think that's how I, I would present it. I think two different guys are asking these questions. Yeah. Number one, how could we support an army that's led and filled mostly by people who don't keep mythos or believe in God? Wouldn't the Rambam say that we should hate them? The second is, how is the state of Israel supposed to survive without an army? And if it can't, why doesn't everyone have an obligation to join? <laughs> you have a diverse crowd, I see. <laughs> Unless, you know... This is a Shan Alapach, a Shan Beisbach, this is, you know. <laughs> um, so let, let's go. First of all, and any time, questions are phrased as questions. Any time a position is extreme, and the sense that we take issues that are very complex and reduce them to black and white, and yes or no, we have a problem. <laughs> but let's but but let's go to the first question. Our attitude, Chaznish writes it, is that we look at people today that are not from as Tinish and Ishbu. Um, it's been generations since people have had automatic education. The vast majority of guys was not. And and Bimela, we treat them like that. We treat them as people that never had um, the, the, the understanding, they're not Shana Pirish Hasvashalam, one, they're people who um, never knew, and we wouldn't be different if we weren't, if we weren't fortunate enough to have our, our education. So that's, that's been the attitude of everybody, I believe, and, and therefore, you know, it, 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 we say this is where Kaisal is, and if anything, we should ask ourselves, what are we doing to change that? How many of us are willing to go into a career of chinuch, rabbanis, kirov? Because if, if the majority of people at the Rambam says, to, 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 if you believe that, why don't you want to change that? These are Kajpah's children. Um, you know, they're bonim, sarvonim, but they're bonim. is every type of bed. So we have to turn the question around to ourselves and ask, what are we doing? 
that so many people we're not um, we're not doing anything for them. That we reach out better than that. Our our actions actions that a person who's not from will look at us and say, you know, I don't know what it is, but being from is better. They, I don't want to I don't want to be with all the tzitzis and stuff. But these people with tzitzis and yarmulkes they act differently. They're, 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 they're pleasant, they're kind, they're honest, they're thoughtful, they're sensitive. Minimal. That, that, that at least clears the ground for some sort of cure. That's one side of it. The other side of it is, the other question, so I, I don't feel comfortable going into very detail. Again, people are dying, people, there's so much going on, so to, to talk about all the differences. But a Yisrael that disappears because of a lack of Yiddishkeit is a churban. Physical dangers can be overcome. Physical dangers with Habchira. So the, the building of the Torah world in America and Israel has saved Kal Yisrael. The, I, 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 you know, there are Jews. There are Jews for that reason. Like I said, I, nobody in '45 after what was over, would have entertained that there would be from Yidin around. There's a famous story of Gifta, and this story repeated itself a hundred times in different ways. He went to buy a Ketzeis HaChoyishin, and he found Lower East Side, there was a sperm store that had it. Most, most of the sperm stores in my days already had Sidurim with English, and Chumashim with English, that's about it. There was one sperm store there, I think it was Big Eisen, maybe, that had sperm. There's Golden, Big Eisen, there's two or three that had so he went, uh, Mother Gifter came in, this was before the war, and asked for Tzitzachoshin. Guy went up to the attic, pulled down two dusty Tzitzachoshins, and he said, my child, take good care of these, because these are the last two Tzitzachoshins that will ever be sold in America. That, was, that wasn't uh, a, a hyperbole, that was Emmis. I mean, that was the reality. And that, this, that, that Kalisol exists today, is because of the people who, who made such a determined effort. And it was a lot of Mr. Snefish. Tremendous Mr. Snefish. People lived in dire poverty without knowing what's going to be with, against public opinion. Today, Kolo is respectable. It's something that, you know, some places it's veto, but everyone understands it to some degree. It didn't exist. So, so the building of the, the killer had a certain... An army is incredibly important when you're faced with physical danger. But an Olam Torah is, is vital for surviving. We've survived pogroms in the countries in Europe that had pogroms and difficult, and difficult physical things. We survived. Jewry survived in Poland and Hungary. In France, it disappeared. There's not a single Ashkenazi Jew left from the previous era. The French Jews are almost everyone is a, an immigrant from Morocco, except for Lubin Strasbourg. There's a handful of Yekis left. If we don't have a strong Ruchnistic center and vibrant Ruchnistic community, then, I mean, is a greater tragedy if a Yid is killed by Kiddush Hashem or if he marries Christina and his kids are, are, are Goyim? Second one, the first one is Akadosh Baruch Hu. I don't know. This is what you wanted, and, and I, I don't know. It's, I, it's, it's devastating, but that's what it did. But, but this is, means we chose to opt out. We, 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 were, we chose to opt out of a common of Hashem. So, so the, the effort of building Torah, 
there are times when it's hard to make good decisions. I don't know. But I'm saying the big picture, understand what the other side was, what the other side is. If smoking is a bad thing, and the Torah wouldn't want us to do it, what are we supposed to think of the mass amount of buffer and top yeshivas who smoke all the time? Someday, our kids will come to us with a question. If you're really honest and sincere and believe in Torah mitzvahs and believe Lashon Hara is so bad, why do you speak so much Lashon Hara? We're also going to face that question. And the honest answer is, we believe and so on, but a lot of what we do is dictated by social norms around us. And we, we, we're very careful with mitzvahs, everybody's very careful in, and we're somewhat less careful with mitzvahs that people are not careful in. Um, it's unfortunate smoking was something, because of a certain insularity, where when the world realized and understood how bad smoking was, and came to the conclusion that we should stay, we should stick to smoking weed and not tobacco, then, then, then it became, it became, um, people phased out. It's a, it's a social. It's not because people are smarter today. If everybody here in the room was smoking, and, 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 and one of you read this stuff and said, how can you smoke it so dangerous? You would have a hard time with it. We are, we are affected by a tzibur. That's the metzias. Unfortunately, the, 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 the because of it, there's a certain solarity, so what's become, what became known and understood and a double pashit has lagged behind. I remember me yeshiva when a few gongo vigilantes pushed to, to stop the smoking. They made a lot of resistance. Baruch Hashem, they succeeded. But it was many years ago, and, and my father said they should take a vote. They, they voted against smoking, and there were a few in the light who left yeshiva because they, they just couldn't, they couldn't breathe without smoking. <laughs> I'm serious. You know, it's addictive. So, so they left. It was actually two or three very chashva. They'd grown up like that, and, and, and that was reality. So we have to, we have to, and that's why living in a firm environment <coughs> is important. Most and many, the Ramam says this, the Ramam Hosea says, is the derech of a person to be nimshach with the hanhagas of the people around. So just like very from people that are makpid and kalakeh hamura smoke, because everybody else smokes, if you end up living in a community where people are mezalz on halacha, don't think you'll be so much better. Our normal people tend to act as society does. And you'll act like other people. So it's, it's a good lesson for us. We will probably act as everybody else does. Very few of us will have the courage and the sort of bedafkinness to, be, to do what we think is right when nobody else thinks it's right. And smoking is, is a good example, unfortunately. I do believe it's beginning to phase out. I, I do believe so, but uh, I, I, I haven't done the research. I've heard it's not as, as it's becoming less and less um, y- y- pervasive, but I, I, can't, I can't give you any real facts. Yeah? What is the biggest mistake the yeshiva students coming from more modern backgrounds make in our growth process? You should tell me. It's <laughs> something that... Um, again, I, I, can't, I can't, I don't live it. I, we, the Bachan we get coming from our destroyer are gems. They, Baruch Hashem, real Torah, you know, boys who come, many of them from modern backgrounds, and we're extremely um, inspired by them. 
I guess two things. First of all, somebody once said, I hate apples. And it's very good that I hate apples. Because if I'd like apples, I'd eat them all the time. And I hate apples. So, Baruch Hashem, I don't like apples, so I don't eat them. In other words, you take a look at somebody who is stark. And you say to yourself, oh my gosh, I wouldn't want to be like that. No fun, no this, no that. Learning is that. But look at the people who are transformed. Ask yourself, does he look happy? Does he look fulfilled? Um, if you look at a person like that, you usually will feel that extremely... You'll see it. And when you transition and become a stronger Bentora, you'll be as happy as that person. The Lashma the, called the, Dvaro, like we said, will come with the, with the process. So understand that when you keep term, term is not given to make life miserable for us. It was given to make life fulfilling. You'll feel so much more fulfilled. You'll feel that you're a ruchnistic person, that you, you, you can discipline yourself, you have yourself in check, you can think. It, it's, it's, it's an extremely rewarding. Yes, the process is not easy. The flip side is things don't happen overnight with people. And change requires gradual change with setbacks occasionally. It, it, they're not setbacks. That's the course. Um, the Rambam writes about this Moran Avuchim. He speaks about why is it... He, he, his shita is that Karbanis are there to win us off Avodizara. He says, well, why can't Yisrael just tell us straight, stop Avodizara, and they'll be in. He says, what about when they left Mitzrayim? Um, because they couldn't face Muhammad. Why can't this brother just take him straight and he should be able to face Muhammad? And his answer is, Hashem wants us to transition, not to transition us. He's not taking a magic wand and saying, boom, you're now full-fledged Bentora. He wants us, who we are, to begin the process of change. My Marshall always give his when you go to an orthodontist, he doesn't take a sledgehammer and bang teeth into place. Maybe he wants Parnas of two, three years worth of visits, but, but what he does is he puts pressure, and he puts um, a, a, an amount of pressure that's enough, but not too much, and teeth slowly grow into place. What you want to do is consistent, small amount of pressure applied, which slowly gets you in a very healthy way in, into a good place. So on the one hand, understanding that when you transition, you will be as happy and much happier than you are. It's a process. There's resistance. It's, it's, it's not only normal. That is the process. And the resistance and the, and, and the consistency of keeping, a he- keeping going is what makes it a healthy process. When picking a profession, how much should we factor in money versus the ability to help Israel? So I think there's another factor involved. Two, two more factors, I would say, in choosing profession. One is, what are your natural abilities? Kodesh gave a person natural abilities, and therefore, um, if a person is, is, is very good with computers, he may not be terribly good with um, with people and chinuch, 
So going into Chinuch because it's a it's a beautiful it's a, it's an extraordinary beautiful vocation is not for the person that's not a people person. So understanding and, and the other way around also understanding where your kolchus and efesh you have to be happy satisfied what you're working. That's one consideration. Two, some professions have naturally a lot, a lot, a lot of challenges to Yiddishkeit. Um, a, a, a person is, is an anthropologist. It's hard to find <coughs> kosher food in, in, the, in the South Pacific. There, there doesn't, doesn't work, certainly not that kosher food. So to put yourself up into a career in a profession where there'll be challenges again and again in Yiddishkeit is, should give you pause, even if you would like, if you've always looked, if your dream job has been to be an anthropologist and study different cultures, you have to ask yourself, you run the problems of Avodah You can't study culture unless you get into, into the Avodah Zara of it. So those are, those are issues to consider. Um, and um, making money, I, I think people have to be realistic what Pinasa is for, for, from Yid, for Bentora, kids sitting and learning, girls going to school and things like that. The profession has to be able, at, at some level, to be in fairness you. And if you and and if you have a choice of doing something for cholesterol, a person can be a, 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 a great lawyer and earn a huge amount of money, and he loves it. But he can also use that koach to lead a Jewish organization or something. That's something very worthwhile to consider. If you're up to it, ashecha. That that's something definitely to consider. But I think those, first of all, an honest assessment of what your natural tendency is. Two, what are the challenges to Yiddishkeit? in your profession, if something requires you to live in out-of-town crazy places, and you have to raise a family in, in, in I don't know, Los Alamos, is that, a, is that a good career to choose? It's a lot of cheshman after that. Um, and finally, you have to be, be realistic about what it takes um, financially to, to support a Yiddish family. In what situation is honoring with fathers and mothers how does this apply to a boy coming back from Israel to look down while his family is very modern? Well, just take out a Bible and tell them, you guys are going to sit in hell till you know, kingdom come. And, and, you know, it says so in the book. <laughs> we, we don't use the not a Bible. So I, 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 I want to go back to something I said before. We always have to take our personalities and our past into account. I would venture to guess that many of us, especially over the past few years, have had less than ideal relations with our parents. I, I don't know by what right, but I'm guessing. Statistically, I think I'm standing on firm ground. To go in and to use this as a point of friction is exacerbating what's bad, and it's also mitzvah um, there's a time to begin, as a person matures, it's to begin to, to, to reconnect. It's, it's, it's for many levels. Halachically, I always say, it says, Das das Torah. We say like this. When our parents tell us to do something, or they want something from us, they don't want something from us, we argue like anything and tell them they're stupid, they don't know what they're talking about, they're old-fashioned, new-fashioned, whatever it is, and we have this big fight. But it says in the Torah, you've got to obey your parents, so at the end we begrudgingly give in and we obey. 
that's a terrible distortion of halacha. It's the exact opposite. It can be does not mean obey. It means be mechabit. You can't you can't just argue, and you certainly can't use anything that even is vaguely derogatory. But you don't have to obey everything. Um, for Shalach about a shidduch, other things like that. So, I think if you show an example yourself, if you come home and you go to Minion every day, you learn something every day, you don't go to certain places you shouldn't go to, and your relationship with your parents and people is pleasant. After a few days of sort of wondering, is everything okay with you? They're going to come around and say, you know what? I don't see it, but there's something there that it's positive. They, if they will be affected by you, it will be when they'll say, I don't know what this learning stuff is all about, but it's a pleasure to deal with him since he started his learning stuff. He's calm. If you come and uh, 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 this is what a conversation looks like. You know, what's this all this about? Well, you people don't begin to understand what it's about. And, 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 and you never let me go to real yeshiva, and so on. That's not, that's not going to help anything or anybody, and it shows you defensive. <clears throat> if you're able to take things calmly and say, I don't know, but I think I'm really beginning to understand and find myself. I think I'm beginning to realize what it is that I want to be. It's you. You don't have to preach to anybody, and preaching to parents is not ideal. You need to be who you are in a way that's sincere, in a way that's emis, and in a way that is um, it will have a hashba. Uh, you know, and I've, I've spoken over the years to parents that said, you know what, I don't agree with my son's derech, but it's, I'm in awe of it. There was somebody, something many, many, many years ago, like from the first kufa, who was stridently modern orthodox brilliant person, and, uh, you know, very, very, um, very gung-ho, his kid should not learn, it should have said learn, and so on, so on. A lot, a lot of, the boy ended up, um, he's a Rosh Hashiva someplace, and he's an extraordinary person, and I met the father, ran to once, and asked him how so-and-so doing, he said, you know what? I've never seen any more ascetic than him. I've never seen anyone take less from this world than him. But I've never seen anyone happier than him. It just radiates happiness. And it's true. This person is a very galasta person. That feminist is homotius, is tighter understanding, pleasantness. And the father said, I don't know, but I'm in awe of, of him. So, so it's hard because there's been a history, and you're not perfect, you're not going to wake up gobbling every single day. But if you do what you do because it's you, and you're pleasant in time, at least on you, and you can say, I don't know, I need, to me, this is how I connect to Ruchnius. I haven't connected till I came here. I started learning, I started davening, I started doing what I was supposed to do, and I begin to feel different. Everyone's different, and this is me. I believe you'll have a lot more hashba than, 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 than contentious battles over right and wrong. How should we view Chabad if it seems to be significantly different than the Messorah of the mainstream yeshiva world? Why are so many newcomers to Judaism attracted to Chabad? So, so it's always been an issue when when new things started. Um, 
is it, is it outside? There's always a sort of framework. Everything within this is variation of Yiddishkeit. Everything outside it is just not. So, you know, some people, the reform people saw reform as being a variation. We saw it as being something that, it's a new religion. Uh, you know, as a human, as, as, as an American, you're entitled to your religion. But it has nothing to do with Judaism and so forth. Different movements in Kalei Yisrael face that. And the, and the Hasidus, Misnagdus, um, explosive interaction was part of that. Um, it, it, it was seen as being like Shabtzi Tzvi and so on. That started the Machlokas. There was a lot of Shlosh Shemayim, a lot of Shem Shemayim. It was, it was one of the difficult chapters in our history. Um, and, you know, and, and uh, in time, it, it sort of settled, and everyone understood its variation. There are things today that we still can't understand how that fits in, but we look at the picture and we say, you know, yes, they made L'Chathchila. Why are they always dabbing at 11.30 in the morning? Why is that L'Chathchila? And, and the answer is, I don't know, but Tachlis, we see that the whole picture is like that. So Chabad obviously was no different. There was, we don't have to say, for us it's okay, but we have to look at a picture, and today that, that Machlokas is, 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 is receded, and basically, um, what, I don't have to say I understand what I don't understand, but I need to say I give the person credit. I was speaking to a friend of mine who was um, a real Litvisha, as misnagged as misnagged go. He was a rebbe in a certain chassidish yeshiva. I'm not going to name it, but you may, where the, the, the rebbe of that chassidus is a man who's reisha b'shemayim, literally. But his anhogas are very unusual. And I was once sitting with this person. He's older than me. He's very chash, real chassidam chacham. And I said, Reb Chaim David, Litvak to Litvak, explain to me this person's anhogas. It's somebody I used to go to also occasionally. But I, I said, I need him. He told me, you know me. I'm not machnia das to many people in the world, but I work two and a half years in that yeshiva, and I work closely with that person. He said, the one thing I can say is, I'm not big enough to understand. The person is makhna kalakamura, there are things I don't get. I'm humble enough to say, I don't know. I'm not going to say I know and what I don't know. So the things that we find, I don't know, I assume that they they, they figure it out. I don't have to figure it out. The reason why some people attract is because they made the effort. They've gone out, and their attitude is Yisrael Peshachot Yisrohu. And more than that, the value of a Yid going through life and having done one mitzvah is the difference between having Chaya Nitzchias to disappearing off the face of the earth and having done anything. It's an extraordinary attitude. On the other hand, many of the people that have become attracted to Chabad ended up getting their solid Yiddishkeit in Yeshivas. Without, without yeshivas, it, they would still be somewhere in a, in a vague periphery. So we need to understand where every chelik and kalashal contributes. Reaching out and touching a neshama, they've done it. Taking a touched neshama and developing it into a full shemitary mitzvah, we've done it. They've also done it to some degree, but, but a, 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 lot, a lion's share of it is us. And, 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 uh, and everyone has done their share. So understanding a um, that there are things we don't see, and it's, not, it's 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 different in areas than certain things than my but 
the picture is this, these are people that are Yerim Shleim and extraordinary people. I can say I don't know. Just that, that, that I don't know. I understand doesn't pass it, and I need to recognize the contribution of every single chelak um, akayisol to the big picture. Noah Feinberg's 48 Ways of Wisdom stresses the importance of having one's greatest life lessons, pieces of wisdom on the tip of the tongue. What are the Rosh Hashiva's top two to three lessons, pieces of wisdom that he has acquired? <laughs> See, it's already forced me to, to hold Rav Noah's 48 Ways and, 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 and teachings, so to... <laughs> I, I, it's 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 a hard it's a hard uh, it, it's a hard thing to I don't know it, I, I st- I'll I'll struggle with that but um, I, I don't know it's it's um, I'll, I'll I'll just share something I guess and you could take away whatever you want and after many many years of having a, a converted closet as our kodesh yeshiva. Um, we finally um, got a real Aron Kodesh and uh, they um, were their parochas. Rabbi Sher was very instrumental in, in getting that and, uh, we, they, and, we, and we were asked to choose a Pasuk for it. So there were a whole bunch of, I asked everybody in Yeshiva to choose for him. I chose a Pasuk that spoke to me. I can't explain to you why, but just Shlach Orchava Mitcha Hema Asking Cheshbrochot to send your enlightenment and your truth and let them guide me. And then when I asked me why I chose the Pasuk, I said, I can't understand. I don't know why, but it speak, that Pasuk speaks to me. If people don't like it, I'll, I'll be involved in my das. But nobody has any problem with it. So nobody had any particular problem with it. And that's the Pasuk. Fine. A few years later, I was sitting in my office, Rabbi Reingold and Rish Kailo, and we got a new, one of the new Sfarim that came in was a gematria telephone book, I guess. It has like every number from 1 to 2,000 and all the gematrias for every number, positive gematrias, negative gematrias, and neutral gematrias. So, you can, you can say it for whatever you want. Someone went to the, I don't know, they fed it to a computer or whatever, but they have it. Our, the address for the yeshiva is 1216 on Cole Avenue. So, I said, all right, well, take a look at, what is 1216? Let's look at the positive ones. He takes a look and he says, No, it can't be. So, what is it? So, I heard the story come back later that I chose the Pusik because it's the Gematria. I'll be honest, the Pusik spoke to me because I guess the Torah, the people who were, the people who who I learned from the most, I would say it's Rav Nachum in learning, it's Rav Shapiro in the world of Agada, it's Rav Zelig Epstein, Rav Zelig Epstein in the world of how to coach life. I think the two things that pulled me the most was the sight, the idea that after talking to Rav Nachum in learning, to Rav Moshin in Yon Vagada, to Rav Zelig or Rav Zelig in, 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 in things, there was a sense of, wow, my, my eyes were opened, there was enlightenment, and a sense of emis, that they, they, nothing was contrived, nothing was put on, nothing was there for something else. Reb Nachum, in learning the marshal, he would say the most brilliant verse. And if you had a kasha, a lot of times he would say, I don't know, I don't have an answer to it, but it's still right. 
If you show them Rosh Rashi, something else says differently, the Lush flows differently, you would look at it, you would look at it and say, you're right. It's not, it's not what Rashi meant. I, I, it, it's, I'm, I'm wrong. There was a strong sense of emis. And to me, I think those two things, emis and a depth of emis. In other words, that when you hear it, you feel that a light came on. I remember when I started hearing Rosh Hashiro, I would walk out, he would speak an hour, an hour and a quarter, and it was a, a different place, a really building, this building. I remember walking out and saying, wow, it's like, wow, it's, 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 it's a whole new life, and, and, and I'm able to understand so many things. It, it opened up my eyes. To me, that Pasuk embodies a lot of, I guess, the Dashbarmi. So, I'll count as two pieces, or an Emmett. We'll, 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 I'll be able to two stick left with that. The world of Torah and science often align beautifully. Can the model in the time of Noah be supported by science? It seems like there's a lack of evidence of it being worldwide. How do we deal with contradictions between Torah and science in general? So, the problem is that the areas that have the most problems are the least, the least described, I would say, in the Torah. What did the marble look like? Well, we have some psukim, but was it everywhere? Was it only here? It wasn't at Israel. How much pressure did the water apply? What heat? It, it, it was almost as if Kashmir recreated the world. It's very hard. When you don't know what you're looking for, it's very hard to find it. If, if somebody described the marble, the marble is almost not described. <coughs> I mean, you're talking about a phenomenon that that is vastly different than anything else, and um, and, and so I I don't, you know, I don't feel that I have any physical description. The one thing I know is the world came to an end. In other words, everything started anew, and and nothing really draws from what was. So anything other than that, I, I just don't have enough information that I could say what I'm looking for. Two, Briyas Olam, it says Mefurish. It says, Adkan Kvodalakim Hastadava. The Chazal bring a Pasik, and uh, they paraphrase a Pasik, and they say that, until Vayechulu Adkan Kvodalakim Hastadava, Mikan Vayela Kvod Malachu Hakardava. In Bracious, you have one Pasha vaguely describing all of, all of uh, the universe. What does it mean? How? Ex- what's the mechanics of it? I also, I, I have no. I, I'm, I'm wary of the from people who make from theories. There's just nothing to build on. The point that we can take away is evolution in the sense that it could be self-made is wrong. It's wrong, um, Torahic, Kfira, and it's wrong scientifically. Nothing can make itself. Yes, um, wood can drift together and be some sort of um, nameless um, hut. <coughs> but every step of sophistication, and the human cells are incredibly sophisticated, it happens by accident. How exactly, so what does it mean in the Psukim? Was it, it, it one day, was it day like hours? What was the clip at which processes happened? Was what what did, did 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 the speed of everything work the same as today or not? I have no idea. 
I, I, so it's a moot parsha to me, and and therefore the points that I can take into account is one, everything has a bore, two, everything has a tachlis. The six days and the seven days have to be taken to be understood as there are six different tiers of bria. There's a reason why water is one day and plants is another day. Certain animals. All of it can teach me certain points, but I can't use it as a science manual. So I, I just don't know. I, I don't have any sense how exactly to translate it into physical reality. So I, I feel less, you know, I, I can't find the steerer because I don't know what, I, what I'm looking for exactly. If someone struggles with belief in Hashem, what can we say or do to help them? What if they believe in Hashem but struggle with the idea that Torah is from Hashem? So usually, first of all, obsessing about it is not a, always a good feeling. But a person needs to understand that it's never going to be a thought process alone. It's not going to be a conclusion about, for instance, which car drives better. We can test it on two roads. We can test it with bumps. We can test it with rain and wind with gears, without gears, and so on, and then come to the conclusion. Emuna doesn't work like that. And if a person lives Torah mitzvahs, and he feels being fulfilled by it, and he feels it, 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 it reaches into a deeper recess, that's part of the picture. It's like when a person does a shidduch. It's not only objective things. It's a sense that this person is with me, that this person is a person who I work with. Emuna is built on many factors. And if a person is since and I would say not to keep sitting on every minute and guessing, but if the Kufa person has been in Yeshiva for a year, two, three, and now how much have I become more kosher to it? The the the, the sense of it is as much as part of Emuna as a Seikhaldika type of um, kind of dry, mechanical um, cheshben. It's much, very few things in life are dry, mechanical cheshben. So if you want to, can I trust this person or not? I want, this person has applied to me, this person has come to me and he says, I would like you to invest my company and a, I need a million dollars. So obviously, what investments have you done? Have there been any complaints about you? Things like that. But I'm also going to get a personal impression. And if something is off on that personal impression, I'm going to hesitate. If someone told me, I have my next-door neighbor is a lawyer, and he was in his firm, he was one of the partners, he was in charge of interviewing new applicants. And he interviewed somebody, and he comes into his boss, and he says, you know, this guy's resume is sterling. This is the type I want. But I don't know, I just... I can't point out specifically, I just, my interview with him, I just, something about him that, that turns me off. He said, well, this exact way you do an interview. Tyra has to be lived it. And if a person feels that the living it brings out something ruchness in him and is fulfilling, it's part of the picture of putting into place. So maybe I can't describe with Seichel, but take a look, that, take a look of how it's, changed me and how much I'm being fulfilled 
And that's, that's part, of the, part of the framework of what Amunah is about. Three questions on learning. Three questions on learning, Ralph. If Lechatila, one should learn all Tanakh and Mishnah before Gemara, why is there always such a focus on Gemara Be'in when we lack basic knowledge? Number two, what is the correct proportion of Halakha, Musa, and Tanakh that one should learn during Yeshiva year? And number three, how should one balance Ian and Bikiyas, especially if he has leaning to one over the other? So, so let's talk a little bit about, I guess, the, the Ian and the Gemara is the hardest for most of us, the most difficult, the one we struggle with, and, and yet the Shiva stresses the most. So, so first of all, it's the one area that time, unadulterated um, time, is necessary to get into it. You could learn many things as a seder of an hour, a quarter of an hour, a half hour, when you're busy in a job. Getting into Gemara and the Eon, unless you have time, calm, uninterruption, it's very difficult. Making the breakthrough now is critical. So, in a yeshiva environment, it's stress. One. Two. One of the big challenges in halacha is when you're an outsider and somebody plops a halacha down on your table. And this rabbi says, that's okay. This rabbi says, it's not okay. <coughs> How do I know who to trust? I certainly would like to be makel. Um, why does that rabbi say it's wrong? And why is it they're always saying these things that don't make so much sense or do make sense? I, I'm an outsider. It's like imagine a person going to a hospital. He has an understanding what medicine is about and diseases, but he trusts the doctor, but he understands what's happening. On the other hand, imagine taking somebody from a jungle, from, from the you know, Amazon, and he has to go to a hospital, and everything there is just weird and strange, and he's bewildered. Becoming an intelligent participant in Yiddishkeit, means understanding where halacha came from, understanding what a machlokas is, why it is that we can't just lightly, the type of thing, well, he says it doesn't apply because of this. Can you say it? Can you not say it? You can't explain it to someone if he, if he doesn't have the foundation. Going through a sugya and understanding how, how much Rishonim argued in Pshat and how we bring riots to everything and, 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 and everything, it gives us a feel, a live feel so that we can connect to it and understand it. It's critical for mitzvah observance, proper mitzvah observance, to be able to understand that nothing comes like this rabbi said, this rabbi says this, this rabbi says the other thing, the rabbi said this thing. It, it's understanding the, 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 the solemnity of it, understanding the process of it is critical. That's two. And it's something that becomes engaging and fulfilling. And there's one more area that I think is very important. Machshava is beautiful, but it's almost like a Roshos blab. It's like, what do you see in this picture? I was in Berlin now, and in the summer, and they have this, this, this memorial in Berlin for the, for the Holocaust victims. A lot of mounds, you've seen it. And the tour guide starts, it has no name, this, and he hasn't said what it represents. Everybody should see and find in it what he finds in it. Okay? I mean, okay. 
um, so what I say is valid. He says, so basically, we're all saying nothing. It's Yehuri Libot. It's like what I see in the ink blot has nothing to do with what the ink blot is. It has to do with, in my mind. So in psychology, for a psychologist, that's exactly what he wants. He's not an artist trying to display the ink blot. He's trying to say, in Chumash, you can say whatever you want. Um, I don't know if Solner to Sol, they have the Alonim Erev Shabbat, the Alonim Shabbat. So in Azabir Shul, they had a wide range of Svalim. So we, we had Alonim ranging from everything and anywhere. And everybody in Parsha Shavua found riots to their approach. So the Mesnagdim found stuff, Lubavitch found stuff, Chassidim found stuff, Bresla found stuff. And there was a right wing non religious group that put out. Uh, an alon, um, like a very nationalistic, not non-religious group particularly, and they always have psukim and, and medrashim and verta. The problem with it is there's a lack of discipline of looking for emes. Um, and, and when it's all oil and no emes, then, then it's just blinding. It doesn't mean anything. Gemara teaches a person there are no... Um, you can't just say what you feel. Well, what does the Gemara say? The Arias. Taisus doesn't say Shita because he thinks it's right. He proves it from two Gemaras. And someone attacks Taisus because the Gemara says differently. The discipline to Emis, the discipline to what it says, is critical for being an Emis. Or else it's, it's all poetry. But poetry means anything you want it to mean. So sticking, to, learning that discipline of you can't move, it starts with halacha. And your machshava has to fit the halach the other way around is a vital part of that chinuch that you get in yeshiva in the learning be'ir. It's tough, it's difficult, but understand that it's probably the most fundamental part of building yourself as a yid and as a bentayra. Maybe just one or two more I, I really, I, I have to go soon. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. Which Muslim or machshava from the Rashi recommend that yeshiva guys learn during their years in yeshiva? So it's probably the hardest question I get asked because I don't know. It's it's I'll, I'll tell you why. Muslim, for instance, has to talk to you. Different people have different sfarim to speak to them. Um, so the, the the one issue you need to make sure is that the person is reliable. In other words, it's somebody that's not way off the beaten track. But looking around and and looking at sperm, and obviously Hebrew is preferable because English is always a clumsy translation. If you can transition to Hebrew, especially in, in these in Yanim, Hebrew has itself the, 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 the real feel for what it says. I'm sure you can ask people what to try, but spend some time, it's very important, spend some time looking at some sperm and get a feel for what language, what, what content speaks to you. And say even Machshava, um, it's very hard to give a cloud. There are different spheres to different people. But there are spheres that many people in an environment like here have found to be um, thought-inspiring, motivating. You want a machshava where you feel fills you with a, a deeper sense of kedusha about the things you're learning. And, and again, finding, asking advice from other people who've tried different things and you think you might be similar would, would probably be a, a, a way to go. I'd just like to thank the Rashiva so much for all of his wisdom and insight and time. It, thank you so much. And for it's, been, it's, it's really, um, you know, the, the questions are, are searching questions. 
And if a person honestly searches a Baruch Hu, helps you find. Yagata Matsasa is not only in the learning, it's in Yiddishkeit. So if people are honest and they and they they want and they're looking, that's Hashem Matsasa. You'll find it. Hashem, you're in an environment that that that's so helpful and so healthy. And Bez Hashem, you'll grow up to be real Nitari Mr. Hashem. Okay. Okay. Chair, we'll be meeting with anybody who's interested in the yeshiva upstairs in the front right corner of the base mentors in five minutes.